Welcome to the Josh Cast. I'm your host, Josh. I want to talk to you about a few things that's on my heart. Information, encouragement, and comedy. Information is liberating. Encouragement is hope. Comedy is medicine. Let's dive right in and explore all three together topics. For today's topic, I want to talk about chapter 26. Yes, chapter 26. Well, today is my birthday. Uh, I am always excited to when it comes to my birthday because I am always very reflective, always thinking about, you know, last year's birthday, how last year's birthday, how we were in a pan- the first part of the pandemic. And uh, last year, I went to dinner with with family. I spent some time with old friends, had some phone calls, text messages, FaceTime calls. I always love hearing from people on my birthday. You know, it's always makes me feel happy and makes me smile. For today, I want to talk about these reflections that I have made over this month. You know, I've since I'm t- I am now 26 years old. I usually don't talk about my age, but I was like, you know, let me share with my listeners. You know, and I want to thank all of my listeners for uh, listening, for supporting. Please subscribe. Please uh, hit that subscribe button, and you know, be on alert for new episodes that are coming. I know I haven't been really uh, doing a lot of episodes, but uh, just wanted to just share this episode because today is a special day. So, Reflections, chapter 26. Number one, failure is the most effective path to success. The reason why I say that is because when I was a child, when I would fail, I would be upset. I would be so angry. I would say, oh my gosh, you know, why is this happening? I'm supposed to succeed at everything. But I noticed that when I would go through those moments of failure, I noticed that there was greater success that came. What you have to be careful of is when someone is theoretical versus testimonial. Let me break that down. Theoretical is when people never been through failure and they they assume or they think that this is what failure is. But when your life is testimonial, you have a testimony knowing that you've been through something and you've gone through failure. But at the end of the road of failure, there is success. And I know many people look at me and say, you don't look like you've been through things. But oh, but I have, you know, like the old terminology, I don't look like what I've been through. And I realized that in the moments of failure, I still found success as I've gone through that path. Number two, life is not fair. It was never meant to be. When I reflect on that right there, I think about when I was first diagnosed in 2012 with diabetes. And I remember I was just upset. I'm like, oh, you know, why is this happening to me? And I was angry. I didn't understand why I was going through this. And I was just feeling so terrible. And I felt like it was unfair. 
But I love how they were encouraging people who said, no, you can you can fight this. You can do right. You can do better. You can eat right. You can, you know, exercise. And it were, were people who were very encouraging. And then what I noticed is that a lot of things happen that's not fair. You know, my parents went through a very chaotic divorce back in 2009. I felt like that wasn't fair. And, you know, losing my grandfather in 2013. And I felt like, you know, that was unfair. And I've, you know, I've lost jobs and got fired by places. And I felt like that wasn't fair. I went through horrific breakups and I felt like, you know, those breakups wasn't fair. And why did this end? You know, what did I do wrong? You know, what caused this to happen? Did I hold on too long? There's always so these many questions that you have. But I realized that life doesn't come with a guarantee that everything is going to go your way. But the good news is that even though you come with unfair things that are happening and things that may seem so chaotic or seem very challenging, you still have to understand that life is how it is, but you make life how it's supposed to be by always achieving your best in your goals. Number three, let it be what it is rather than what you think it should be. So what does that mean? That means that sometimes in life we overthink. You know, as I was, you know, turning, you know, 20 and 2021, and I was turning, you know, in my early 20s, and I was just thinking and trying to figure out, you know, life should be like this. I should have gone to that college. I should have went after that class. I should have went far away for school. I should have went for this. I should. We always think that. But we should accept life how it's supposed to be. And when you realize it, that sometimes you, when you find yourself giving too much importance to something, it it disturbs your vision. And sometimes we allow things to disrupt us and we allow life to always say, you know, it should be like this. It should be like that. But the good thing is that you have to understand that even though life has many questions and you try to figure out, you don't have to overthink about your life. You don't have to under, you don't have to say her and say, oh, you know, it should be this way. And why is it not like this? And why is it not like that? No, just pause and say, you know what? I'm accepting what's going on and I have the ability to move forward. That's what you have to do. You have to find the ability to move forward. So. Number four. Most narratives in your head are not actually about you. Now, this one took me a while to learn, to figure out. And, you know, sometimes we assume things that may not even be the case. I'll tell you a story. I remember I was in 2018. Yeah, 2018. I remember there was someone, a colleague of mine who was helping me get a new job. And I was excited about the job and... I was just, you know, over the moon, happy about it, trying to get it, you know, get everything done and prepared. And I remember I went to this particular place to get the job done or to figure out the progress of it. And the person that, you know, got me in there, when I went to the place, they said, oh, sorry, that job is closed. We don't have this. We don't have that. There was someone who messed up the employment or whatever. He gave me this excuse. I was very upset, very angry. And it was around the holiday time. And I remember I 
for about two years, thought this person screwed me over. I was mad and I was upset. I was like, how dare they do this to me and how do they do that? And I remember I called the, the, the person because I lost their number, but I was able to get their number. And I called them and said, hey, you know, the job that you told me about didn't go through. And I thought it was, you know, I thought it was your fault. He said, I didn't even know about the job opportunity being screwed over. He said, the person that was supposed to take care of it didn't do what he was supposed to do. And I had to stop and pause and say, I apologize. Because I thought that they were the one that sabotaged it. But no, it was someone else. And we have to realize that sometimes we allow ourselves to think about things that's not really true. Or we assume because we haven't heard from someone in a long time, there's bad blood. Or we, you know, we think, you know, if something happened, it's a, some tension going on. But no, doesn't mean that. That means that sometimes, you know, things, people grow apart. Things grow apart. But it's always okay to check in on someone. You know, make sure they're okay. They check on you and go from there. Number five, you will cause yourself a lot of unnecessary pain by fueling the need to make others feel comfortable. I want to say that one more time. You will cause yourself a lot of unnecessary pain by fueling the need to make others feel comfortable. One of the things that I used to do when I was a child was try to feel the need to make people feel comfortable. And I had, I used to have that as a child. But there was something in me as I got in order that does not care about making people feel comfortable. Honestly, as I get older, I, I, I like to make people feel comfortable. I look forward to making you feel like, oh, this is uncomfortable for me. That's okay. That's just who I am. I'm not a kind of person that's going to sugarcoat you with the truth. I'm, I mean, with a lie, I'm not going to sugarcoat you and make you feel like something. No, we have to understand that life comes good and bad. And yes, we want things to feel good. But it's also moments where we're going to feel bad. And it's okay that you feel terrible. It's okay that you have your moments where you cry and feel sad, but never feel the need to make others feel comfortable. I don't care how wonderful you try to feel, how wonderful that you try to be. No, no one will always like you. There is an under, you have to understand something just because people, it amazes me. Had to stop right there. It amazes me how when people are alive, they hate you. They talk about you. They disrespect you. They tear you down. They destroy you. But once you die, it's like you're the biggest hero in the world. You know, they were, you know, people die and say, oh, he was my friend. And that person even know them. Oh, he was like a brother to me. And they stabbed that person in the back. Oh, he lent me money. He looked out for me and all these different. You see, when you die, everybody loves you. Everybody cares about you. But you cannot make people comfortable. You should not sacrifice your happiness, sacrifice what you want to make people feel good. No, it does not matter who is in your life. And if they don't want you to achieve success, let them go. If people are in life, you try to you have to double your action to make them feel good. They're not your friends. You have to let them go. Now. Number six. There's a difference between good friends and true friends. Let me break that down. That means a good friend is someone who acts like they're your friend when it's on their terms. A true friend loves you even if you're on bad terms. 
Do you know how many friends I've lost over bad terms? Even if we're not agreeing, you just stop being my friend. You see, I had a friend years ago named Serena. And Serena and I were good friends. And I remember her and I had a conversation. It was about, we had a conversation about Bill Cosby. And I remember I felt like when he got, you know, convicted and went to jail, I felt like, well, it's kind of unfair to put an old man in jail and stuff like that. I was just saying that. And she got upset and was like, oh, he deserves to go to jail or what he did. I said, we don't know if he did it or not. But she got so upset by my views that she stopped being my friend. Or, you know, when um when I was when I remember they did they did a documentary on Michael Jackson about the Mellis station or whatever. And I remember I was like, Well, I still listen to Thriller. I still listen to Jackson Five. I still listen to I Want You Back and they're like, How can you listen to Michael Jackson? All this other stuff. And I said, It's so easy for people to get so mad about things that might not or might be true. And it's not my place to sit here and say, Oh, that happened, this happened. I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. I don't know what didn't happen. I don't know what did happen. All I know is I like their music. I still watch the Cobby show. And we can stop talking about that. Um, number seven. Sometimes you have to learn to love people from a distance. What does that mean? The reason why I reflect on that is because I noticed that the reason why people have arguments with people is because they get too comfortable you know, they, they don't understand boundaries. And what I dislike about people is that sometimes people think because they're your quote-unquote friend, they're supposed to be in your circle. No, but I can love people from a distance. You know, there's cousins that I love from a distance. There are family members that I love from a distance. There are even old friends who probably hate my guts and I probably hate theirs, but I just love them from a distance. I want you to still eat, but not at my table. I still want you to be happy, but not be happy in my life. I want you to go away from me, stay far away from me, stay so far I can't even see you, and we'll be good. Reflection number eight. Paths cross for a reason. It's up to you to notice them and act on them. You will never know if you need to meet the person behind you at the grocery store if you don't find a minute to talk to them. There's a reason why people come into your life. People come into your life either for a lesson or a blessing. When people come into your life, you have to understand that, yes, I have them in my life. But there's a reason why you have them. And what you have to do is accept what's going on, why is this happening, and then you move forward. Reflection number nine. Regret is more painful and permanent than fear. Now, when I reflect on that, that's the God's honest truth. I know, I remember one time someone asked me, they said, what is your biggest regret in life? My biggest regret in life would have to be wasting my time with unnecessary people. Why do you say that? Because I realized that as I've been in my 20s, I wasted a lot of time with people who wasn't even worth a penny of my time. And... 
I'm glad that now all those cancerous, disgusting, low-down people are out of my life. But I regret it. Making friendships because I remember there was a guy who was a supposed friend and he was not really a friend. He was more of a Judas who really wanted to stab me in the back and destroy me. And he wanted my life and he wanted what I what I had in life and he wanted everything that I always was doing. And I was regretting even starting new friendships because of that cancerous, toxic friendship. I'll even go a step further. Even when it comes to dating, I always used to have these big regrets because I went on dates that were horrible or I went and met different females who were not worth my time. So I had to have an understanding that I did have some regrets. I'll even go a step further. Sometimes I have regrets of even getting to know new females because of my regretful relationships that I've had before. My disgusting breakups that I had before. Sometimes I feel like, well, since breakup happened, I guess I ain't supposed to meet nobody. But you can't allow regret to cripple you. You can't allow things to hinder you. You have to move forward. Reflection number 10. You can create your own time zone. What does that really mean? That means that Sometimes in life, we always want this instant gratification. We want things to go our way. We want things to move at our pace and we want to run and rush. But no, 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 no. Just because someone is getting their bachelor's or their master's or their doctorate or double doctorates and stuff like that, that's wonderful. Doesn't mean that you're supposed to go to school. I remember I was having a conversation with a female and they were telling me, oh, all of my friends are getting married. That means I should get married. No, that does not mean that, young lady. That means that your friends are getting married, so let them get married. Does not mean you're supposed to run down the aisle because you run down the aisle with the wrong person. You get a big old divorce. Your friends are going to laugh at you. So you have to understand that timing is important. You cannot force things to happen that's not meant to be. Just like when it comes to relationship, you can't force someone to marry you if they're not ready to get married. You can't force someone to buy something that they don't want to buy. Everyone has their own timing and we have to appreciate the timing that we are in. Reflection number 11. There's never a right time for anything. What does that really mean? That means that you cannot be scared. One of the things that I remember I was, uh, we were doing an introduction at my job. They was like, oh, introduce yourself and tell you a word that describes who you are. So one person said, I'm fun. I, some, one person said funny because I like to make people laugh. One person said, oh, uh, friendly because I like to make friends. They came to me and they said, what about you? I said, I'm straightforward. Why? Because I don't have time to waste. If I see, I remember I was at a funeral home. And I was helping officiate a funeral service. And afterwards, I was walking to the ent- to the exit of the funeral home. And there was this beautiful woman. I mean, beautiful woman sitting in the office. And I saw her talking to someone. And I came in and I introduced myself. And she introduced herself. And I mean, man, she was, she was fine. She was, she was beautiful. And... I said, you're beautiful. And she said, oh, thank you. I said, I want to take you to dinner. She was like, oh, wow. I said, I want to have, I said, can I have your number? She's like, well, I'm a little nervous. I said, well, don't be nervous. I'm a nice guy. You seem like a nice woman. 
Let's 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 get to know each other. And I sh- and she gave me her number. Why? Because I was straightforward. The reason why some dates, some marriages, some relationships don't work out because you're not straightforward. I don't care how beautiful a woman is. I don't care how nice uh that person is get to know them if you want to take that woman out on a date fellas clear your throat drink some water pop a breath mint and go say hi to her say hello to her ask her her name get to know her take her out to dinner take her to a nice place and y'all have a good time you got to do that you see that's the kind of person i've been i'm always a person that's going to say look let's go out to dinner let's go to a movie let's do something why because i'm the kind of person look if it doesn't work out or if it does work out at least i had the opportunity to ask them to go somewhere and you never know what that come in you know you don't you might go somewhere to a church and be like hey i saw a beautiful young woman at a church and you want to say hi to her you want to take her from uh, to a nice restaurant after church you never know or you might meet somebody at the grocery store have a conversation and then boom y'all are going and hanging out whatever you do never be nervous if you want to launch a business, launch the business. Last year, I launched my podcast on my birthday. It will be one year that at the pot, Josh Cast has been in and been in uh, working. Why? Because I stepped out and said, you know what, whether this works or it doesn't work, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make a podcast. I'm gonna make a website. I'm gonna try to figure this out. I'm gonna do something. Why? Because you have to have the tenacity to do it. You cannot be timid. You cannot be scared. One thing I want to encourage you is that do not be afraid to try something new. Okay. Reflection number 12. You're human. It's okay to be human. Understand your emotions. Instead of labeling them, find a way to release them. Don't judge yourself for feeling upset, angry, triggered, or even unhappy. I remember I went through, I remember I went through a breakup. And the day that I got broken up. I was very sad. I was sad. I was like, man, wow. Like, you just break up with me like that? Like, this is crazy. And I felt hurt. And I felt upset. And I allowed myself to limit. I allowed myself to journal. I didn't go on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and bash the person or disrespect them. No, I journaled. I spoke to my life coach. I took a breath. I relaxed. I spoke to my family. I just did it in a nice, calm, respectful way. I didn't yell. I didn't call her all kind of names. I didn't do any of that. I just accepted the breakup and moved forward. Understand that even if you're upset about something. I remember I was mad about um, something happened. And I was, somebody was like, no, it's okay that you feel that way. Accept it and then move on. Move forward. And then you go from there. Reflection... 13. Endings are new beginnings in disguise. Now, you realize that when endings happen, you feel this uncomfortable uncertainty. But let's really look at this. Despite things ending, there's always a new beginning right down the corner. I remember I was a like I said, you know, I went through a breakup and I was feeling sad. I was feeling sad. I was like, wow, oh my goodness, oh my gosh. But like I was telling someone the other day on the phone, I said, breakups are like going to the cemetery. 
Because when you go to the funeral service, you know, you view the, you view the casket, you hear the eulogy, and you walk to the funeral, to the cars, and you drive to the funeral home. I mean, to the, fun- to the cemetery. You get out of the car, you go to the graveyard where they place the tombstone, and they place all of that right there. So what do you do? The preacher gets up and says, "We come now. We come to the end of the service for Sister Patrice at the graveyard. And then after you at the graveyard, they say, now we take this flower. We commit this body to the ground. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Then what do you do? In that time, you put your flower down. You cry. Oh, Patrice, it should have been me, Lord. Oh, my God. Oh, what am I going to do? Oh, oh, God. And we just cry and cry and cry. Put our sunglasses back on. We drop our roses. We dry our tears. And then you say your final goodbyes. You get in your limo or your car. Drive to the repast. And eat your fried chicken and collard greens and macaroni and cheese. Why? Because it's over. A breakup is your final goodbye. All right, look, ladies, you mad that that man left? Dry your eyes, get in your car, and go to the repad. Fellas, if that lady left you, and thank God that she left you, dry your eyes, throw her, st- throw, throw whatever pictures y'all have, tick, throw them in the garbage, delete them, whatever, whatever you do, dry your eyes, go to the repast, eat some chicken, and let it go. That's just how it's supposed to be. All right? Number 14. Reflection. Pain will bring what really matters into focus. I remember I was uh I was sick one time. I wasn't feeling well at all. I remember I was just sneezing and I couldn't, you know, I had a bad cold. I couldn't go out and get stuff done. So what did I do? I stayed home and started focusing on what mattered what what mattered and what was important. I focused on, you know, going through the pains of sickness. Well, I'm going to get things done. I'm going to focus, I'm going to reflect, I'm going to write down, I'm going to journal, and that pain of what I went through made me focus. And another thing that's painful too is is breakups. You know, when you go through breakups, you know, the the good part about it is after you, you know, after, you know, that person leaves you or you left them, you can focus on stuff that's important. So, you know, relationships is not all that important. But you just focus on what's, you know, what's better for you. Number 15. Running away from your problem is a race you will not win. I can definitely reflect and talk about that. Because I remember, like like I said, my parents divorced. And I was mad at my parents for years. Mostly mad at my dad. I was mad. I was upset having daddy issues. All that good stuff, right? And I kept running away from it. But yet, when people say, you know, whenever Father's Day would happen, I wouldn't wish him a happy Father's Day. I wouldn't even talk to him. And I was mad for years. And I remember my life coach saying, you need to talk to your dad. I said, I don't want to talk to him. I ain't talking to him. I ain't talking to him. Sure, he ain't got nothing to say to me. I ain't got nothing to say. He ain't low. I don't want to talk to him. You foul. You foul, dad. You foul. And I was mad and angry and all that. But you know what? I decided to call the old man. 
And I called the old man and told him, I said, look, I was mad at you these years. I said, I hate you. I don't like you. I can't stand you. But you know what? I forgive you for what you did. I apologize for not talking to you and being a good son. And he apologized and said he was sorry for what he did too. And we had a good conversation. And now I love that old man. I love that man. You know, he's a good guy. You know, we look just alike. You know, you see him, he looking smooth and sexy. You see me, we I'm, I'm smooth and sexy too. So we just good looking fellas. And that's just how it is. You see, you got to go back to what brought what broke you or what made you feel bad ladies if it was you know you got daddy issues a lot of y'all women got probably got daddy issues go back to your father fix it with him say hey look dad i hate you and all that but i, I love you i want things to work out you know women uh fellas that girl that broke your heart explain it to her that she broke your heart and hopefully you can forgive her for what she did and let it go i remember there was a girl i really liked um, and I remember she did me rough. She did me dirty. And I remember I called her and was like, you did me dirty. You did this to me in high school. And you did that. And she was like, I'm so sorry. And she said, at that time, I really did like you. But I just wasn't ready for a guy like you. And I was like, whoa. And she said, I knew that I wasn't prepared to be with a guy like you. So that's why I retreated. And I'll say, you know what? I respect you for even you telling me that. Why? Because you told me the truth. You didn't lie to me. You didn't try to, you know, act like it didn't bother you. But you accepted the truth. Number 16 reflection. Your truth will set you free. Well. When you look at the scriptures, John 8, 32 says, you should know the truth and the truth shall, shall set you free. Whatever truth you have in your life, tell it because it's going to set you free. If you really love that person and you've had that, that's the truth of how you feel, tell them. I remember there, there was a girl who I really, really loved. And I remember I told her, I said, look, I'm going to tell you something. I love you. And I don't know what's going on with your life, but I just want to let you know that I love you. And ever since I laid eyes on you, I knew you was the one I wanted to be with. And I mean, I, I poured my heart out. Because that's just how I am. Like I said, I'm straightforward. I just told them the truth. I was like, hey, look, this is how I feel. This is what's going on. And I just told it. Because I like to tell the truth. I'm a very honest person. You know, if somebody says, hey, does this dress make me look fat? I'm going to say, no, you was fat before you put the dress on. You know, if someone says, hey, man, what should I do? Hey, look, you need to stop being so helpful and relax. If someone tells me, hey, how do you feel? No, I want to know the truth and I'm going to tell you the truth. All right. Number 17, there's power in turning your mess into a message. Take the mess of your life and turn it into a message. Turn it into something that can give strength to people, that can change lives, that can do something different. That's the power of turning your mess into a message. Reflection number 18. Distractions is just a mindset that's lacking purpose. When we look at distractions, distractions is a source of undealt with pain. It is... Something that disturbs your vision and dreams. Whatever distractions you have in life, let them go. I don't care how good you may feel like, oh my God, I'm in love with this person. If you're not getting work done, they're a distraction. If you're not looking at seminars and you're not attending things, you're not looking at, they are distractions. Trust me, I know. I've been, I, I, I don't hang out with too many females 
who are full of distractions. So you got to focus on that. Reflection 19. Playing the victim leaves you powerless to change. I'm going to say that one more time. Playing the victim leaves you powerless to change. I went through a moment where I felt like I was a victim and I was entitled to feeling like a victim and entitled to being the victim and old oh, woe is me for I feel like this. But it's, it's, it's no point of being a victim. And one of the things I hate, I hate about this society is how much victimizing we got going on. Everything is, oh, I did this and my 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 husband left me. My wife left me. Oh, I, I never was loved as a child. Stop being a victim. Nobody cares about you. Nobody cares how much life has taken you and punched you in your face and made you fall out and made you bleed. Nobody cares about how you feel. Just make a bridge and get over it. Because honestly, nobody don't care about that. The person that you're married to, they don't care that you a victim and you playing victim. The person that you're dating, don't nobody want to hear at the dinner table about what your ex did to you. Nobody cares. They care about whatever that's on their mind. So obviously paying victim is not important. Number 20, reflection. Your worst breakdown can become your greatest breakthrough. Come on here. What does that really mean? That means that the greatest pain of your life can become your greatest victory. So it does not matter how painful you feel. You still have to understand that you can still find a breakthrough. Ooh, that'll that preach. That'll preach right there. I, might pre- I, I want to preach that on Sunday. Your worst breakdown mm, can become... Your greatest breakthrough. Come on here, somebody. Number 21, momentum works in both directions. Well, you know, when they say that it rains, it pours. In most cases, momentum can either build you up or build you down. But the good thing is that you can take that momentum and build yourself. You see, I reflect on, think about how there were moments where I took momentum and took it by the horns and kept going and going and going. Reflection number 22. You are a magnet. What does a magnet do? A magnet attracts to metal. It sticks to it. Sometimes in life, we are in life, we are magnets. And sometimes we allow ourselves to attach to things that necessarily isn't supposed to be attached to us. What I want you to do is attach yourself to things that are positive. Attach yourself to things that can take you to another level. That's what you need to do. Be a magnet of positivity. Number 23. Find something in life that pulls you. That pulls you. You can only push yourself but so long. I want you to understand that you don't have to get busy making a living that you forget to make a life. Let me say that one more time. Don't get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life. You have to find something that's your purpose that can push you and pull you. 
to what you need to do. Now, number 24, let love find you when it finds you. Don't worry about, you know, oh, I'm supposed to be married to someone. I'm supposed to be with. No, let love find you when it finds you. I remember one Christmas one time I was dating, you know, at the time I was dating this young lady. And I remember I had this ring in my in my hand or something. It was a it was it wasn't a big engagement ring. It was just, you know, good size ring. And I remember I was like, man, I want to propose. I want to propose and make her the next Mrs. Sh- I mean, I was, you know, out of my mind. Stupid. People say love keeps you blind, crippled, or dumb. And I remember someone close to me was like, don't do it. I said, why not, man? He said, don't do it. It's a waste of time. And I remember I said, man, I don't know. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to. And I was like, you know what? I'm glad I didn't propose to that person because that person broke up with me. And, you know... Things ain't go a certain way, but I accepted that, hey, things don't have to be what's, you know, what's going to happen. Reflection number 25. It's okay to go on a vacation. I had the pleasure of going away to Cleveland, Ohio for a week, which was amazing. Definitely going to go back after my tour of a vacation that I'm doing in the fall. Uh, I enjoyed it. You know, take time to get away. You know, uh, take time to get out of town. Go away. Go wherever you want to go. Fly. You know, take a boat somewhere. You know, relax. Take a vacation. It's okay to disappear for a while. And then lastly, as I close, as I come to the conclusion of this podcast, number 26, be grateful for your life. You know, as I think on that last one, I really think about how last year in the pandemic, I had to bury tons of people. There were friends that I lost that I haven't heard from in a while and they passed away. I just broke down and cried. One of my friends, he got killed in Los Angeles, California. Another friend of mine got killed in a car crash and he was only 23 years old. And I had to preach his eulogy. I had to stand up and preach while I'm grieving, had to do the committal, had to do the burial, had to do the, you know, prayer and go through that. After that friend passed away, then my other friend passed away. Uh, She was a friend of mine in Mississippi. She told me, you know, I was telling her and crying like, oh, man, my friend passed. She says, it's okay. I'm your friend. I'm going to be there for you. And she passed away. And I was really heartbroken by that. And then after that, another friend of mine passed away from cancer. Then after that, my favorite church mothers passed away. One church mother who used to cook and encourage me before I even became a minister. She was a very encouraged sister McCray. She passed away. Another church mother passed away. And then a couple of other people. It's just a lot. Of things that happened last year. And I'm grateful that I'm alive because I didn't have to live to see another 26th birthday. And I can even say this I'm grateful because I even, in the month of January, I had COVID 19. I had COVID. I, was, I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to, you know, never see life again. And I look how COVID has killed 
so many people. And now we got this Delta variant. We have all these different things. Do you know how much God is good to us? So, yes, I may not be making the money that I want to make. And, yes, I may not be on a plane to Miami for my birthday. Or I might not be having a lot of friends in my life right now. Or I might, you know, have gone through so many. I am still grateful for life. And even if I don't get a cash app from somebody. And even if I don't get a phone call from someone. I may not get a gift. Or I may not get presents. Or I might not get a birthday shout out. I'm still grateful that I'm able to see another day. And I want to encourage someone today, you know, as I close, you know, as I just talk to you guys, I want you to understand that God still has a plan for your life. And as I reflect on this birthday, I'm glad that I'm able to even be see another day. So let's go over these reflections. Number one, failure is the most effective path to greatness. Number two, life is not fair. It was never meant to be. Number two. Number three, let it be what it rather is than what it should be. Number four, most narratives that's happening in your head is not true. Number five, you will cause yourself a lot of unnecessary pain by fueling the need to make others feel comfortable. Number six, there's a difference between good friends and true friends. Number seven, sometimes you have to love people from a distance. Number eight, paths cross for a reason. Number nine, regret is more painful and permanent than fear. Number 10, you can create your own time zone. Number 11, there's never a right time for anything. Number 12, you're human. It's okay to act like it. Number 13, endings are now new beginnings in disguise. Number 14, Pain will bring what really matters into focus. Number 15, running away from your problem isn't a race that you will is a race that you will not win. Number 16, your truth will set you free. Number 17, there's power in turning your mess into a message. Distraction is just a mindset that's lacking purpose. Number 19, playing the victim will leave you powerless to change. Number 20, your worst breakdown can become your greatest breakthrough. 21, momentum works in both directions. 22, you are a magnet. Number 23, you find something in life, find something in life that pulls you. Number 24, let love do its thing. Number 25, it's okay to disappear for a while. And then number 26, be grateful for your life. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for joining me. And I hope there was some nuggets of inspiration, of impartation and wisdom that you gained from this podcast. I really appreciate the supporters for coming and supporting. Please click the support button and you can be a support to this podcast. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please email us at J-O-S-H-U-A. S-H-E-R-R-O-N-I-N-C at gmail.com. Please, if you would like to find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and everything, Snapchat. My Facebook name, J-O-S-H-U-A, last name, S-H-E-R-R-O-N. And like we always say on the Josh Cast, you'll receive a gift that lasts.